Hi, everyone. My name is Jonathan Fries, and you are listening to What the Flock, where we talk about topics that have caused so much damage people don't come to church anymore. I'm the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Appleton, and I'm joined by the senior pastor of Music of Life Church, Kimberly, Pastor Joel Slikowski. Hey, hey, hey. God bless. How's it going? Awesome, man. How are you? I am great. Today's topic is God's existence. Oh, Pastor right. Joel, yeah, would you give us some background on the topic? Yes, as we still tread on the path of the God's Nature series we're doing. Yeah. Talk about God's existence. Well, atheists essentially win every argument with Christians because atheists use the Christian's inability to explain God's nature to prove that God doesn't exist. And Christians fall for the trap. Ooh. I'll explain what that trap is moving Please. in a little bit. But what we see with the history here is bringing up A.W. Tozer and C.S. Lewis again. They both warned us in the early 60s that failing to explain God's nature would lead to the church falling into eclipse or a decline and they predicted accurately oh my goodness yes they did so christians fall into a, a trap and lose an argument with in every argument what a claim yeah what a claim mm -hmm. so pastor joel how have people been hurt by the church in this topic related to this God's existence. Honestly, the church's ability to prove God's existence is laughable. Oh, and he keeps and, zinging. He keeps, yeah. he's got zingers. <laughs> and and uh, unfortunately our inability to prove God's existence has caused evangelism to suffer greatly. And here's what here's a little tidbit into what this trap is. The first thing a Christian ought to focus on when discussing God, let's say with an atheist, is proving God's existence. That's the first step. Mm -hmm. The first step is not trying to give your explanation for who God is. Aha. Uh -huh. Or describing what god is like okay the first step a christian need needs to focus on is simply proving god's existence so people so pastor joel people that say that god doesn't exist how do they support their position right well we know these people aren't using the bible right that's kind of the whole point what they use is philosophy and logic hmm and, and really, the, the simplest way to sum that up is by just stating God doesn't exist. And my proof is because you can't explain his nature without a contradiction. Mm. A lot of this we, you know, kind of talked about in the Omnis episode. But here's an example of what this looks like. There is a philosophical concept or term called the problem of evil. In this philosophy, the problem of evil is used by atheists a lot 
in their track to disprove God. And especially as it relates to talking to Christians. Because my experience, atheists like talking to Christians about their beliefs. Because one, they they get to talk to somebody who believes in God about how they don't. Mm. And two, Christians tend to be easy to beat in an argument over this because so many Christians have contradictory explanations. And when we're talking about a debate or proving something, it needs to be without contradiction. That's how you win an argument. Mm. You're the one who doesn't have contradictions. So if my beliefs are based in contradictions, I'm going to lose the arguments about those beliefs. But the problem of evil is used frequently. And this is this is the one you've probably heard of it. If God is all-powerful, he cannot be all-good. Hmm. If he's all-good, he cannot be all-powerful. So another way this comes out is showing contradictions with any explanation for God's nature. For instance, God is merciful and God is just. If my explanation for God is is as such, someone could ask me, well, then how would God handle a criminal? Hmm. If he's merciful, he'd let him go. If he's just, he'd punish him. So what that, what those questions would do, if I don't have the non-contradictory explanation for God's nature, those questions expose the contradiction in my beliefs and I just lost the argument. Oh man. So how would you argue against this if someone's coming to you saying god doesn't exist what is your what's your strategy my first step is to focus only on god's existence before i move on to talking about god's nature so the problem with what happens here is a lot of times the atheist is lumping god's existence with a flawed view of God's nature. Mm. So the first thing I do in the defense strategy is recognize that the topic of God's existence and the topic of God's nature, or what A.W. Tozer would say is what God is like, are two separate topics and they need to be dealt with as such. And I remember actually watching more than 10 years ago, Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron appeared on Nightline. I remember watching this on TV. And these Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron represent all Christians in this debate about whether or not God exists. Their opening remarks went on for over 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And they lost the debate. And, and honestly, oh, man. I remember one of the ways they lost the debate is they broke the rules of the debate. One of the things that was established up front was Ray Comfort, Kirk Cameron, whatever your explanation is, can't require the faith of a person. So basically, you can't give the answer if you believe in God, he'll show himself to you that he exists. That So your answer, they have, these all have to be logical arguments. And at the end of their, at the end of 
of Ray Comfort and Kirk Cameron's explanation, they they literally said something to the effect of if you if you put your faith in God, he'll show himself to be true to you. And the atheists are like, you just broke the rules of the debate. Oh, and it man. just made them look it made them look foolish. Oh man. But it turns out that if you have the right understanding of what it means for God to exist, I can explain it in less than 15 seconds. Less than 15 seconds? Less than 15 seconds. So put your timer on. Ready? Go. Causality proves that God exists. Every effect we see comes from a cause, which are effects of other causes. This continues back until you reach the first cause. God is the first cause. Time. Was that like 15 seconds? Yeah, less than 15 seconds. And I could have talked like the Micro Machines guy and made it a lot shorter, but I wanted to make it legible. <laughs> you wanted but to make the it point understandable. Is, that's it. That's all I need. Causality. Causality. So you want it in one in one second? God exists? Causality. There has to be a first cause. Cause it, The principle of causality does imply there must be a first cause. Oh, so just to summarize, church people tend to struggle supporting the belief for God's existence and can't recognize that atheists are often lumping two concepts. Atheists are lumping ex- uh, existence, God's existence, with who God is or God's nature, what he's right. like. Right. So that's why when I have an interaction about this topic, I don't move on to God's nature until I first get agreement on what it means for God to exist. Beautiful. And so with that said, let's go to the other side of the argument. But before we do that, we have a call from McMillan, Alabama, Pastor Richard Tater. You are on the line. Uh, hello, Pastor Joe, Pastor Jonathan. This is actually uh, Mrs. Wichita again. Uh, blessed to be here. Uh, thanks for having me, y'all. Uh, I, 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 how y'all doing? How, how you doing, Pastor Joe? We're doing great. Thanks again for calling, Mrs. Tater. Yes, uh, thank you for having me. Uh, I noticed that my husband, uh, Pastor Richard Tater, has been getting much worse. And and I was hoping that Joel and uh, Jonathan could help me because uh, Pastor Tater is tired. You know, he, he likes to watch himself many different uh, Christian programs, but he is, he's tired. Uh, Pastor is tired. He is sad. He's losing interest in the Bible, if y'all can believe that. He can't seem to focus. I really believe that y'all can help him because uh, what you just said about causality, uh, uh, causality, if that's the right word, it seemed to give him some energy for the first time all week. So I just call in to, to say thank you and, and God bless both y'all. And, and if you could, please help him. So uh, goodbye. Uh, bye-bye. God bless you both. Uh, 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 take care, boys. Bye-bye. 
Well, wasn't that sweet? Thank you for the call, Mrs. Tater. You are sweet as peach pie. Yeah, that was that was great. I appreciate the call. We are definitely going to help. Please, please listen to the rest of this episode. Yes, awesome. So, what's the the other side of the argument, Pastor Joel? The loose side is God doesn't exist because he doesn't. It's like when somebody asks you why and you say, because that's basically the argument. Why? Because, because, because. Mm. So we're all just floating around and this universe is in effect of the big bang, really. Wow. So how have people been hurt by that perspective? Well, this is how people get depressed. Hmm. Did you know what a secular study said was the number one thing that helps people not get depressed? Nope. Believing God exists. Not even believing the right explanation for his nature. Just believing that he exists. Why is that? Well, we just said causality proves God's existence. When someone says God doesn't exist, they are saying to their own unconscious brain that they don't believe in causality. And then they create a contradiction every time they try to prove that they are right using the principle of causality. So in other words, anytime they try to prove they're right by giving an explanation to why they're saying or doing what they're saying or doing, they're going to cause their unconscious brain to squeeze them and be unsettled and create a contradiction. So that's like, so using the principle of causality, I mean, we say it all the time, be cause, and we've talked about it in the show. What is the cause or what's the start? What's the beginning of something that is present? Be, exist, cause, the start. So anytime someone says, because of this, they're going to get sick. Yeah, if they say God doesn't exist, they just ruined their ability to explain themselves ever. (laughs) So that word because is gone from it. If they don't believe God exists, then the word because should be gone from their vocabulary. Right. Unless they want to create contradictions for the rest of their lives. Ooh. So how do you defend yourself against someone who believes this? Well, I know a guy who likes to debate God's existence with atheists. Hmm. He shares causality as his answer. And the only response an atheist can give at this point in the argument, if you stay at this point, is that they don't believe in causality. If I stay and if I say God exists because of causality, and an atheist is more focused on proving God doesn't exist than they are on actually learning something. The only response they can have to that then is they don't believe in causality. Mm-hmm. So this guy I know makes two points. First, he, the Christian, is more logical than the atheist because the atheist doesn't believe in causality and can never get upset about anything because it's just random, right? Ah. Uh. So I'll tell you, one of the things that's going to um, squeeze the atheist is arguing for how the Christian's more logical than the atheist. Because atheists, 
usually pride themselves in having a more logical explanation than Christians do. Mm-hmm. So second, my Christian guy I know will say to the atheist, all right, I'm going to give you one more chance to say that you don't believe in causality. But before you do, I want you to know if you say you don't believe in causality, I'm going to slap you upside your head as hard as possible. (laughs) And when you ask why I did it, I'm going to say no reason. And you are going to have to be okay with that. Now, do you believe in causality? And again, what we talked about in the, in the last episode at this point, it doesn't even matter what their answer is. Even if they don't answer, this is an unconscious confrontation. And at this point, I can walk away. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, my buddy's a bold one with those atheists. Oh, no kidding. That is incredibly bold. And it is all sticking with causality. It sure is. It's like further going into, here's some applications of causality. Right, that's a good point because... I want to emphasize that right here is that the reason this is working is because at no point in this guy's argument, is he talking about what is God like, right? He's staying on this. I'm not moving past this point until we get down God's existence. I'm not going to talk about what he's like until we get this point down. Oh, it's so good. That is so difficult. It is man. Well, we'll need to, we'll, we'll need to talk about that. You know what? Yeah. I just want to tell people because God loves you, man. Yeah. That's that's why you should believe he exists because he loves you. Yeah, dude. And I don't want you, I don't want people to be depressed. Right. But, (laughs) but, but that's, that's me skipping steps though. I I need to slow myself down and just stay on this causality path until Mm. we resolve that issue first. Man. So when you, see this topic going on about God's existence in the church, Pastor Joel, what are your thoughts? We see more proof that so many people in the church don't understand God or his doctrine. Yeah. Or his principles. Yeah. Or how he created the world. What Mm -hmm. principles guide existence? Mm. There's the categories of people. Again, there's the people I feel sorry for. These are people who really, they believe God exists because their parents told them he does. My, I feel uh, bad for the people who their explanation for God existing is because that's just, they grew up a Christian and that's just what they were taught. Yeah. So what's the difference between this and believing in Santa? Oh, nice. Yeah. And it, unfortunately it puts their parents on a pedestal. It puts whoever taught them about God in the place of God. Yeah. So these people say they're convinced God exists, but the problem is what this really gets down to is their support or proof that he exists is because they feel like he does. Okay. Yet they want to call people who don't have that same feeling of God exists pagans. And these people, once again, will end up depressed in the long term. There's the people I understand why they do what they do as it relates to God's existence. These are people who don't believe God exists because Christians can't explain it. 
people who've left the church because the explanations for God's existence is causing them damage. Mm. And these people are more logical and have more integrity than people who are convinced God exists, but can't explain it. These are the people who are leaving the church for the right reason. Then there's the group of people that we're impressed with. And these are people who know they can't explain why God exists. So they don't judge atheists and they focus on finding the answer to the point that when they get the answer, they accept it. Pastor Tater, I believe you're one of these people. That's awesome. So what is the ultimate answer, Pastor Joel? The ultimate answer is the principle of causality states that for every effect, there is a cause. So there must be a first cause. That first cause is God. We're actually going to get to the explanation for God's nature God's identity in the next episode. Yes. Thank you, Pastor Joel. Hey, this has been What the Flock, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you've been hurt by church, you're not alone. We're here for you.